G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. Welcome to Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. People from all over the world travel to the Billy Graham Conference Centre every year. The facilities are often dedicated to providing a place where people can leave the demands of daily life, study God's Word, and receive training to reach the lost for Christ. A few years back, Dr. Yusuf led a conference there, and we're going to share that content with you today. Listen and learn how faith requires obedience and action. Here to begin this challenging series on leading the way, Dr. Michael Yusuf. The two things that God cannot, cannot do. His promises may not be fulfilled the way we want them. They may not be fulfilled when we want them fulfilled, but He will always keep His promise. He will always fulfill His promise. So if you already haven't opened your Bibles, and it's 1 Kings chapter 18, but particularly I'm going to focus on verses 41 to 46. Those are very few verses, but they are loaded, loaded with teaching for each of us to know not only how to pray, but what to pray for. Because here you're going to find Elijah basically in a desperate situation again, clinging to the promises of God. Now he's been growing. He's been walking with the Lord in intimacy. He's been developing. Before I get to the text, I want to tell you a couple of things about the promises of God that are of uttermost importance. Do not miss these ones. And if you are taking notice, I will speak slowly so you can write them down. Some of the promises of God in the Bible are conditional. Some promises are general in nature. Some promises that God will only answer when you and I meet the conditions for that promise. I'm going to give you some examples in a minute. Some conditional, some unconditional. Some of God's promises are personal. That means they are limited to one person at that time in which God made the promise for that person. When God made the promise for Elijah to call a fire from heaven, (laughs) that is a personal promise. It's not for every one of us to go and claim, God, I'm going to go down my city, capital city, and I'm going to call for... You know, bring a bull and then call upon fire from heaven and see if it burns it. No, 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 no. That was a promise, and that was specifically for Elijah. By Elijah standing on Mount Carmel and calling fire from heaven, he was only doing what God has already promised to him individually. This is not a general promise. In fact, if you look at verse 41, Elijah tells King Ahab to go home very quickly because the rain is in the forecast. Now, there's been drought. The sun has been shining for three and a half years. There's no rain. And you look up, there's not a cloud, but he said, go home. Otherwise, you're going to get caught in the rainstorm. Literally, he, Elijah said, 
I hear the feet of rain approaching. That's the literal translation from the Hebrew text. So Ahab goes home, and what does he do? He just goes and eat and drink in a kind of animistic way. And while, what does Elijah do? He goes home and gets on his knees and starts praying. What is he doing? He is kneeling on the promises of God that God made to him. Prayer plus promise equal God's intervention. Prayer plus promise equal God's intervention. I'm going to put it another way. Keeping the condition of the promise of God plus claiming that promise equals God's provision. Let me repeat that. Meeting the condition of the promise of God plus persistence in prayer in claiming that promise equals God's intervention. The promises of God are certain, but they don't always mature in 90 minutes or 90 days. It has been said that God makes a promise, then faith believes it, hope anticipates it, patience quietly awaits it. So what kind of promise does God make to Elijah regarding the rain? Well, do you remember the very first text that I shared with you? What book was it from? James. And it was conditional promise. When Elijah was at Zarephath with the widow, God said to him, go and show yourself to Ahab. In fact, that is verse 1 of chapter 18. He said, go and show yourself to Ahab. Now, God has been hiding him. <laughs> now he said, it's time for you to go and show up and look at Ahab in the eye. And God said, if you do that, I'll bring rain. This is the conditional promise. Elijah keep his promise? Well, let's look at it. Remember, it had not rained for three and a half years. Three and a half years. It's an incredible drought time. But then Elijah's obedience was going to be conditioned to the fulfillment of the promise. And as you read chapter 18, you're going to notice, I mean, the king, King Ahab, has been looking for this guy, Elijah, for all this time. And of course, as the drought worsened, he got mad and angry, and he couldn't wait to kill the guy. But God says to him, verse 1 of chapter 18, he says, go and show yourself to Ahab. That is the condition that you have to meet in order for me, God, had sent the rain. There are so many promises in the scripture that are conditional promises. But I have discovered and I've seen all across the globe so many Christians who try to claim the promises of God without any intention on their part to meet the condition of the promise. The Bible said, sow and you will reap. And what you sow, you will reap. Well, people want to reap without sowing. <laughs> Uh, the Bible said, give and it shall be given to you. Well, they want to be given without giving. Now, there is a period of waiting time between the sowing and the reaping. Ask any farmer, I will tell you. And sometimes you might even get a crop failure every now and then. But it does not change the principle and the, the condition of the word of God. That when you sow, you will reap. Some of God's promises are not only conditional, but some of them also personal. There are personal promises that are universal promises. This promise to Elijah was a personal promise made specific 
to one person for a definite period of time. And we get into trouble when we try to take a personal promise and apply it to all of us. I think many of us are familiar with some folks who have done that and looked at Mark 16, you know, with Jesus specifically giving a personal promise to the disciples that they will tread on vipers and drink poison. And it was a personal promise. And so we have these dear folks who are snake handlers who said, well, that's God promised now. So they play with snakes and, and hope they don't get bitten. But as you know, many of them actually die. That's foolishness because they're taking a personal promise and applying it to themselves. And we often think we have to spend hours in prayer convincing God to bless us and bless what we're trying to accomplish without taking time to say, Lord, what is your will in my life? Give me your will in my life so that when I pray, I am seeking you working in my life. Whenever you align your will with the will of God, Whenever you align your obedience with the promises of God, God will answer. He will answer because he obligated himself. Whenever you fulfill the condition of the promise, you can safely claim the promise and the promise will be fulfilled. If you are spending many nights on the side of the bed instead of sleeping in it and asking God to give you something, save yourself the time and energy. And begin by asking God, what is it that you want me to have? And then pray for the very thing that God will communicate to your heart. So after the encounter with the prophets of Baal, look at the difference. Ahab sees the same miracle, fire coming from heaven, takes the sacrifice, burns the wet wood. (laughs) He saw the same miracle that Elijah saw. But Ahab went into his house to eat and drink. So the Bible said, while Elijah went to kneel on the promises of God, to cling to the promises of God. Make note here, specific prayer. Some alert person, if you already have read the passage and, and you kind of on the ball, you would say, well, wait a minute, Michael, wait a minute. There's no prayer recorded in this passage. <laughs> well, you're right. If you caught that one, you're exactly right. There's no prayer recorded here in 1 Kings 18. But 800 years later, James tells us, remember the Holy Spirit is the author of the entire Bible, from Genesis to Revelation. It's the same author, different writers, same author. James tells us, 800 years later, 517, he said, tells us what the prayer was. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly and that it would not rain and it did not rain and for three and a half years. And again he prayed and heaven gave rain and the earth produced its crop. Question. Well, what do you think he was praying for on top of that mountain after the miracle? Do you have any clue? What was he praying for? Rain. Was he saying, oh, Lord, bless everybody? (laughs) Top prayer? No. He was praying specifically. He was saying, Lord, you promised me, you told me that if I stood before Ahab, that if I obey you, that if I meet the condition of the promise, that you will keep your promise. Now, Lord, I've done it. I've done my part. Now it is time for you to do your part. 
Do you know why prayer is such a burden to a lot of people, except, of course, when they need something from God, they become great prayer warriors? <laughs> a friend of mine said, you know, if I pray as fervently when everything is going well in my life as I do when everything is blowing in my face, he said, I'll be one of the greatest prayer warriors of all times. <laughs> and that's true. But do you know why prayer is such a burden to a lot of people? Do you want to know why? <laughs> It is because of the ambiguity of our prayer. When we don't have a problem in praying specifically for a problem or want God to get us out of a problem, the rest of our life is really, we kind of are very ambiguous in our prayers. God bless Aunt May and Uncle Joe and Mom and Dad and, you know, and so, and they're just, amen. Bless everyone in the world, type prayer, amen. No, I have never, ever read in the Scripture any of the great prayers that God answered were well, one of those ambiguous things. Well, I think it's uh, one, two, three. Well, I hope that you would be good enough, God, to do this, God. No, 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 no. You read any of the prayers in the Bible, and you'll see that they're all specific and specific requests. And Elijah prayed specifically, but he also prayed obediently. He prayed clinging to the promises of God. He prayed kneeling on the promises of God. And Jesus often taught us that it's not the length of prayer. It is not the language of prayer. It is not the posture of prayer. Those are not important to him, but it is the persistence in prayer. And he gives us several examples, several parables. I find preaching on patience and persistence very difficult. Do you know why? Because it convicts me. <laughs> I come under conviction of my own words because persistence and patience are not one of my strong suits. But I seldom give a message on any subject unless I allow it to penetrate deep in my heart. And here in Luke 18, Jesus tells us about a woman who persisted, although it was an ungodly judge that she was asking to vindicate her. And the judge basically answered her request because Jesus said of her persistence. And he said, how much more your heavenly Father will give you when you pray in accordance with his will? This Syrophoenician woman who came and sought Jesus on behalf of her daughter, she stayed there until Jesus answered her prayer. Now, I don't understand everything about what is said about persistence in prayer. But everywhere in the Scripture where you encounter biblical teaching about it, it says there is something about persistence that somehow belongs together to the promise of God. Condition of the promise and claiming of the promise. And you put those together. You meet the condition, you persist in claiming the promise. God will keep His promise. Now, I'm not talking, of course, about personal desires, you know, God give me this or give me that, or... I am talking about prayers that are designed and in the very depth of its meaning, seeking the glory of God. In verse 43, Elijah sent his servant to look for clouds. Those of you who have read ahead of time, do you know how many times he sent his servant back? Seven times. Do you think he kind of got discouraged at some point? I'm sure he did. He sent him out the first time. <laughs> and he came back and said, mm, not a cloud. Because he was sending him over to look over the Mediterranean on that mountain. And by the way, I had the joy of standing there where 
on Mount Carmel. It's an incredible sight on top of that mountain where you know he's, he's on this side and he would send his servant to go and look over the Mediterranean Sea because that's where the clouds were coming from. And he comes back and said, no, no, <laughs> nothing. He comes second time. Oh, sorry, not a cloud in the sky. Fourth time, nothing. And it was probably Elijah thought, gosh, did I misunderstand God? And the temptation is to, to wonder if, if, if he really got that right. Did he misheard God? Uh, it was something about, did I meet the condition right? And there's no doubt as a human being, and James told us that he was just like us. Fifth time, probably by that time, he began to doubt God and began to doubt that God is going to answer. Then the sixth time, and probably by that time, he was getting angry with God and saying, God, what are you doing? But then he persisted in prayer. He persisted. And the seventh time, prayed specifically, he prayed obediently, he prayed clinging to the promises of God, he prayed expectantly. He believed with all his heart that God was going to keep his word. And that's why he kept on sending his servant until that seventh time. And when the servant came to say that he saw a cloud as a small as a, a man's hand, Elijah started handing umbrellas. He said, that's good enough for me. Expectancy in prayer. Finally, when God fulfilled his promise to Elijah, he did not become haughty or proud. He didn't say, hey, boys, look at me. Look what I've done. No, no. He was humble before the Lord. He continued to be humble. In fact, Spurgeon used to say there are three dangerous times in one's life. Immediately before a great blessing and immediately after a great blessing. And then during the great blessing. But you see, you have to be just as dependent on God right after an answer to prayer. Right after God fulfilled His promise as you were before. There's some Christians who don't know how to handle victories in their life. They really don't. Some Christians don't know how to handle blessings in their life. There are some Christians who try to take credit for God's blessings. So some Christians who try to put human rationalism on victory and blessing. But listen, you do not have to be a great theologian to know that this is not honoring to God. It's flesh, it's the devil, it's the world, but it's not honoring to God. Elijah, after this great victory, the Bible said he tucked his cloak and he ran before the king. What does that mean? You've got to understand a little bit of Middle East culture here. This is an act of submission. This is an act of humility. Wicked king. He just confronted him. He just defeated him. He just won the battle. He won the victory. Supernaturally through the power of God. And yet he continued to humble himself because he said he's the king. You know, in the Middle East, to run before a king is to subordinate yourself to him as a servant. And that's what Elijah was doing. Man, after that great victory, Hero says, Hey, Ahab, you're out. I'm in. <laughs> but that's not what he said. I'm sure he would have, would have probably tempted to do it, <laughs> but he didn't. Why? Because Elijah was adamant that everybody must know that this great act was God's act. Not his own. Not his own. So the first step to appropriate promises of God is to keep the condition of the promise. And the second is to never give up in persistent prayer claiming the promise.
So whatever it is in your life that you're dealing with, and I don't know what you're dealing with, what I deal with, I open my heart, share it with you as much as I can. Only you know what you're going through. Only you know what you're dealing with. Only you understand the difficulties and the pain that you are going through. Ask yourself that question. Do I want God to fulfill his promises to me? If the answer is yes, then am I keeping the condition of the promise of God? And if I'm keeping the condition of God, the condition for the promise, am I giving up in persistence, in claiming the promise of God? I think if you go through that exercise, if you forgot everything I've said, and you remember those two things, I believe the Lord will honor you, and he he will fulfill his promise because that's who he is. He's a God who cannot lie. He keeps his word. Keep the condition. Persist in claiming the promise. It is my prayer that at this time, God the Holy Spirit is beginning to touch your life somehow, beginning to stir something within you. Maybe for some of you who are into religion and churchianity, and God is saying to you, I want you to come to know Jesus, my son. I want you to know that he's the only one who can take you to heaven. I want you to know that there's only one way to me, and that's through him. And if you're a believer who've been walking with God, and you have one foot in the world and one foot with Christ, it is my prayer that today, as a result of this time, that you say, Lord, I will not fall between two opinions just like the people of Israel did. And one day they're with Baal and one day with Jehovah. And Elijah said to them, it is time to make up your minds. It is time to decide. If Jehovah is God, then worship him and worship him alone. If you think Baal is God, we'll just go after Baal and then bear the consequences. So it is my prayer that you will put both feet solidly with Christ. You're listening to Dr. Michael Yusuf, and this is Leading the Way. Do you have faith questions and no one to talk them through with? Well, speak with one of our compassionate pastoral team members. You can do that confidentially at your own pace and timing. Start the conversation at ltw.org slash Jesus. Now, if you think worship only takes place in the church, if you think worship is only through music, you are missing out on the real daily power for living. When you become a praise-filled person, you will experience transformation in life. When you experience the strength of the will, only then will you experience a higher level of faith. Only then will you begin to experience a deeper level of victory like you have never experienced before. That was just a preview of what Dr. Yusuf will be teaching next time on Leading the Way. Make plans to join him for this powerful message when he digs deeper into this thought. Today's program is brought to you by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth around the world for more than 30 years. As we bring today's Leading the Way program to a close, allow me just to take a moment and invite you to connect further by watching Leading the Way television. Each week, Like on radio, we dig deep into the Word of God to seek biblical wisdom for living. Leading the Way television is available in most areas on networks such as God TV, Nine, Seven, and more. Visit 
ltw.org for details. That's ltw for leading the way. .org. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.